Welcome to The Long Way Around the Barn, where we discuss many of today's technology adoption and transformation challenges and explore varied ways to get to your desired outcomes. There's usually more than one way to achieve your goals. Sometimes the path is simple. Sometimes the path is long, expensive, complicated, and or painful. In this podcast, we explore options and recommended courses of action to get you to where you're going now. The Long Way Around the Barn is brought to you by Trility Consulting. For those wanting to defend or extend their market share, Trility simplifies, automates, and secures your world, your way. Learn how you can experience reliable delivery results at Trility.io. In today's episode, I visit with Todd Dunsern, an entrepreneur and founder of True Process, a medical software engineering company focused upon connected biomedical devices. Because of the growth, success, great products, services, and teams at True Process, the company eventually caught the attention of a potential buyer, and Baxter Healthcare purchased True Process in 2018. So Todd, thank you uh, for being here and taking the time to teach us about you and your journey. Uh, Welcome. That's great to be here. I'm interested. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur, business owner, like where have you come from? Um, where are you right now? And where do you think you're heading? And I know some of that may be existential or philosophical, but mm-hmm. in general, where have you been? And uh, teach us. Yeah. So as far as an entrepreneurial um, setting and background, I, I grew up in that environment. Um, my grandfather, when he came back from the from the war, he started his own tag and label business. And um, my father worked there with his brother. And uh, they sold that, I think, in the 90s sometime. And then my father and his uncle started another business in the materials converting space. And uh, they sold that business in 2001. So I, I, I grew up, you know, being surrounded by people who were working for themselves and working a lot and putting in a lot of time. Um, you know, I remember my dad, you know, inventing machinery in his garage and just being fascinated by, you know, him building this printing press out of plywood and two by fours and metal rollers and things like that. Wow. Um, so it was, you know, being and, you know, just the, you know, having a mentor like that in your life, you know, I was very, very fortunate to have that. That's awesome. So were there explosions in your dad's garage? Was it they that kind of loud? Ex- the, the only explosions were probably coming from him. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> on to version three hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when something didn't go right, uh, so that that that's probably where that came from. Um, so you know, as far as where that you know kind of brought me. So being like that, you know, I, I guess I grew up thinking, you know, that I kind of have to be an entrepreneur. It was one of those things, and I I actually went to school for engineering. And when I think back about it, I, I really didn't even give it much thought. I was just like, well, I'm going to go to school for engineering because my dad was an engineer. Uh, my grandfather was an engineer. So it was just one of those things where I just decided that's what I was going to do. And then after school, um, you know, it was always just in my mind that, you know, I need to start a business or I need to do something. Now I segued into the IT space because, you know, growing up, I was also fortunate enough to have a father who supported my computer addiction, my video game addiction and all those things. And, sure. um, you know, playing with that stuff since the, you know, early eighties, um, you know, up until, you know, today, 
Um, I'm still curious and inquisitive and, you know, always want to be, you know, learning the next new thing that's out there. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, watching my dad do these things, kind of going back to that, you know, it's kind of, it also kind of led to my, you know, what I'm currently doing. And that's, you know, kind of working with my hands a lot right now. I, I recently, well, in the last couple, last year and a half, two years, I set up a nice wood shop that I've been working on building furniture and kayaks and I'm restoring some old columns for my son's house in Rochester, Minnesota right now. Wow. Um, and it's really, it's just, you know, after 15, 20 years of being in, you know, IT and, and working on things like that, it's, it's, I'm finding it really enjoyable to, to be working with my hands and creating something that I can hold and see and, you know, other people, you know, appreciate it in a different way. Right. Um, you know, rather than, I mean, softer is great. I love it, but it's, it's, sure. there's a different tangible feeling to something when you, you know, you work on it for, you know, six to nine months and have it there. Right. Agreed. That's cool. So woodworking is currently where you're spending your, your time. Yeah. So, so woodworking is one of them. You know, I, I'm doing a lot of work. We, you know, I spend a lot of time in Northern Wisconsin. So, you know, my wife and I bought some property up there that has a lot of forest and timberland. So we, I do a lot of work on that land and whether it's driving a tractor and making trails or clearing trails um, doing foraging, hunting, gathering, all kinds of things, and just just learning about the land too, and just um, you know doing some citizen science type things about you know what's on the land, what plants are on the land, what what animals are on the land. Just a just a natural curiosity to 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 just learn more. That's awesome. So tell us then a little bit about um, you know there's one section of your journey here where. You built this company, um, and it took you amazing places. You learned a lot, and um, it's led you to this place where I don't know if you may consider this a sabbatical or if you're in recovery or you've just pivoted to new places in your life. But tell us about the journey that led you to today where you're doing woodworking and and being a citizen forester and such. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's that natural curiosity and, 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 and meeting people and talking to people and learning their stories, kind of like we're doing now. Um, I had, I had several other smaller businesses, you know, it was essentially me or somebody else up until about 2004. Um, but prior to that, I had, I had met somebody my wife and I were out to dinner and I, I, you know, struck up a conversation with somebody at a, at a sushi restaurant here in Milwaukee. And it went on, the, we became friends. And after about a year and a half, this person called me with an opportunity. Um, and then fast forward to 2004, that opportunity turned into what was the business that I'd started true process, having that desire to meet people and, and, and learn their stories and, and be open to new ideas, you know, led to something that, you know, changed my life, you know, incredibly well, when we sold True Process in 2018, um, I told myself I wasn't going to rush in anything or force a direction. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, it made that urgency even less attractive because uh, the world is kind of upside down and trying to figure yeah. things out. Yeah. You know, and I, I, f- I feel like successful business ideas and products, you know, come organically. You know, they come through experiences. They come through meeting people. Uh, they come through dreaming. 
Um, a, lo- a lot of the ideas and things that I that I came up with at True Process and the, you know the product and 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 just several strategies and things like that. You know they they you know they came to me when I was doing other things. You know okay. when I was when I was when I was out for a run or, or walking or talking to somebody else about something. It's you know it was never it's just something that's never forced. So um, okay. you know I, I I've starting a business to just start a business to me doesn't feel right. Um, there needs to be, you know, a spark, a passion that drives you to want to, f- you know, focus a lot of your energy into that endeavor and, and, and be enjoyable at the same time. Right. Um, so, you know, at this point, uh, you know, I'm, I'm believe it or not, I'm currently in the beginning stages of, you know, thinking about starting another small software product. Um, that's, that's going to be very simple and focused on a niche need. Um, at least a need that I have, <laughs> Sometimes that's how these things start, right? In the outdoor uh, recreation space, and okay. uh, you know, I'm kicking it around, I'm mocking it up, and I'm, you know, I'll put the I'll put the pieces together and and get something out there and and see where it goes. So it makes sense then that there needs to be a spark, a passion, something that you discover or think of or or see or just something that gives you uh, that motivation to say, hey. That may be something. Let me explore mm-hmm. that. And so this time that you've been spending um, since uh, your last company, True Process, which mm-hmm. you built and eventually grew and mature and, and sold. Mm-hmm. Um, and that led you to say, hey, that was fun. I'm going to take a moment. And then why you've been taking this moment, then I imagine, if it's similar to some of the other things you've talked about, you must be thinking of all kinds of amazing things while you're doing woodworking or while you're going to understand the land. I mean, you're taking, you're taking the time to think or discover or to be um, encouraged or motivated. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, when you mentioned a sabbatical, um, you know, it's hard, you know, I, I, I went to, <laughs> I went to have an MRI on my shoulder and, and the guy asked me what I do <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't really have a good answer for him, you know, cause I don't have, I don't have a, a instant feedback like, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a programmer. I'm or this, I'm that. Um, after I graduated from college, I didn't, you know, I, I went right. I, I got a job right away and started working like a lot of people and just never took that time off. And I worked a lot, you know, and I tried to make things happen in the beginning years. And then when, when true process started, um, it even got crazier and busier. And I ended up traveling a lot and we had three little kids, you know, we we're just starting off. We just bought an old house. There's just all these crazy things going on. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm kind of enjoying just that downtime to, to kind of refresh. Cause I, I, th- I feel like this, you know, I'm about to turn 50 and I feel like this is that part, this is that point in your life where you, you kind of look at where you are, what you want to do, where you want to go. And, you know, I've just, I know a lot of people who get to this point they're like, I just need to change. I just need to, you know, it, it, cause it's almost like a crossroads. It's like, I'm either going to be doing this for the next 15 years or I'm going to do something different. And, um, you know, it, it can be a scary decision. And, you know, I guess for me, thankfully it was when we sold the company, that decision was kind of made. So I didn't, it wasn't a lot of thinking about it on my, on my end, but, um, you know, right now I'm happy being home. My wife, my wife works at a great nonprofit. I'm home. I'm more present. Um, granted two of my kids are out of the house now. <laughs> so, I still have one. I still have one in high school, which I'm I'm enjoying being around for him. That's cool. So, the true process journey 
may be similar to other journeys. And so you can take this and dial it into wherever you think it makes the most sense. As a leader, um, did you find um, along that journey that, well, what did you find along that journey in terms of as you were working to build the company, that meant you were working to build the people? What I have found through time is that working to build the people continues to show to me how many things I need to work on me. What types of things have you learned? I mean, how did you become a better leader because of your true process journey? Yeah, I, I, a couple of things. So you're, you're exactly right. You know, the, the, the company and true process and to say that, you know, I, I wouldn't even say, you know, I built true process. I would say we built true process. You know, the, the people that sure. were there and a lot of them were there for, for a long time. I, I think finding good people you know, finding good people that you trust and empowering them and letting them do their thing. And, you know, my style is never, I'm not a, I'm not a yeller. I'm not a, you know, I, I don't, I don't get on people. Um, I, I let people do their things and I let, let them make mistakes. And I, you know, I, I hope they learn from them, but I, you know, I don't lose my cool when it, when it happens. So I think that, you know, that is the, the, the biggest thing I learned along the way was to, find good people and, and really, really listen, you know, and not, not always, you know, not be the one talking all the time. Um, you know, listen to what other people are saying and, 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 and trying to be reflective of how your, how your actions and the things you say and the things you do, how that impacts other people. Um, Cause uh, another thing I learned is, you know, what you say and what you do and your, even your body language, you know, when you're, when you're working with people, um, you know, it, it means a lot. I mean, people, I, I was always, I guess, somewhat humble where I've thought, you know, yeah, I'm the, I'm the CEO and I own the company and I'm doing this. And, but I, I didn't feel like I was, you know, above or better, or better, whatever you want to say, you know, I, I felt, and, and I always made a conscious effort too when I, when I would talk to people, I, I hated the phrase, you know, so-and-so works for me or, you know, so these, these people work for me. I, I was always conscious to say, you know, I work with, or I'm on this team with these people. Right on. Um, just to make, you know, cause, cause it's true. You know, I mean, every, everybody played a vital role in growing that company. So um, I guess, you know, listening and, um, you know, being, being humble and, and, and letting people do their things or some of the, some of the biggest things that I learned towards, towards the end of that, um, you know, that journey with true process. It's a journey. It's just that simple. It's a long journey. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, it's like anything in life. You know, I, I, I like to believe I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I was a better CEO towards the end of true process than the, the beginning. And it's like, even, you know, be, I've been married for <laughs> you know, 25 years. I like to believe that I'm a better husband now than I was at the beginning too. Um, just based on, you know, listening and self-recollection and, and, you know, acknowledging my strengths and weaknesses and faults and, and things right. like that. And that same thing applies to, to your, your professional career. Yeah. Agreed. Upon reflection, then are can you think of times or moments or situations um, as a leader in your past um, where you think, geez, I should have done that differently, or I wish I had done that better, or it was a car accident. I'm sorry I was driving the car and that just happened. I mean, can you 
do you have some hot spots in your history where you you reflect on like putting a pin in that one because I can't do it like that again? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing, and it go it goes back to you know one of the most critical pieces or the, the most critical components of any business are are the people, right? So, um, I, I think the 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 thing, if I could go back, and when I think about some of the most challenging situations, um, you know, I can't think back. You know, nothing nothing pops into my mind like oh my God, if we would have just, you know, configured that differently, it would have all been better. No, it was all based on, wow. If, if we would have, if we would have been, if we would have had somebody else or, or if we wouldn't have put up with that behavior, um, you know, we would have gotten further. We, things would have been different. Things would have been better. Um, I think just, you know, not tolerating certain behaviors and attitudes and certain people. And towards the end of true process, we had, it, it was, I have to say it was, it, it was great. It was a great team and great people. And we didn't have a lot of, but you know, through the years, there were these challenges and those were the things that I remember where I'm like, wow, why are we putting up with this? You know, this is continuously happening and, or, or this, this, this individual is bringing, you know, this attitude or this behavior to the, to the product or the, or the, or the company or the customers, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm all for, you know, giving people a chance and, and, and helping to learn. And, but, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just not going to work. And I think sometimes, you know, you know, deep down right away, it's not going to work, but I think we, you know, we, we just, we let it go. We let it go. And we let it go to a point where we, we have to do something because it's not working. Um, and I, and I, I would, when looking back, I think I would do it, you know, honestly and fairly and, you know, amicably and just, this isn't the right, this isn't the right fit. So in, in those examples or that example, you're suggesting then you think you may have acted more quickly than you actually did at the time. Yeah. And we changed, you know, we changed our, the, 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 you know, the method in which we hire, you know, over the, over years. Um, and, you know, it was a learning experience for us and, you know, how to assess, getting the right people, getting the right people on the team. And, uh, you know, towards the end of, towards the end, I think we, we had a, a really good way of doing that. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's hard, you know, there was a period when we were growing really fast and, you know, it was just, we just need to get somebody in here. And that was, that was not the right approach because we ended up getting a lot of people that I don't think fit the culture or fit the mission or it, it, just the chemistry wasn't right. And, you know, towards the end, the chemistry was really good. So then also you're saying, Hey, you're feeling the sense of urgency, but still take a breath, mm-hmm. take a few steps and make sure you're making the right decision for the long run. Not what looks like the right decision to stop the pain today. Yeah. And, and making those, you know, and when you need to make those decisions, you know, the other thing, if I could go back would be to make, you know, decisions of change quicker. Um, Cause it take, you know, anybody that's run a company, you know, that takes a lot of energy out of you when you are dealing with those situations and you have to think about it, you know, you're generally caring about people, you know, it, it, it is a personal thing when you have to talk to somebody about these things. And, um, but you know, the, the longer you let it go, the, the worse it is for everybody. You're better off to rip the bandaid off right away and get it over with and move on and focus on what you need to do. So then as it relates to some of the things you were doing at true process, technology driven, technology oriented, mm-hmm. um, I presume then, um, or I read into that, that data played a big role in the value proposition of the product itself. Is that accurate? That's exactly, um, that's spot on. Uh, 
So the so the company started off, you know, we had a consulting services side to the business um, where we did a lot of, uh, you know, we'd do the we'd provide the strategy and execution for the rollout of these connected medical devices and systems for companies, um, and probably around halfway through the the life of the company, we you know we got the itch to get back into engineering and creating something, and I I really believe that you know, having a product was going to, was going to kind of transform the company and then provide a little bit more value to the company and, and, and satisfy even that, just that engineering creativity need that we had. So the, the platform that we built was essentially a data collection platform that could aggregate all types of different medical devices, data into a, into a single, uh, single space so that you could run analytics on it, do reporting on it, um, use it for research. The meta, you know, the medical device field, the, you know, is, is still, it's still very chopped up and disparate and there's, you know, things just don't communicate the way you think they do maybe amongst a certain manufacturer they do. Sure. But, you know, if you have five different manufacturers in a critical care setting, you know, Aside from maybe a few things, there's there's very little you know feedback and data flowing back and forth between these systems. Um, you know, some of these patient monitors that hospitals have are you know incredibly old. I mean, you're you're generating data from serial ports, um, you know, which we actually built things to co- to collect from, and you're basically taking it in like a fight with it's like a fire hose. And right. You just capture it all and we right. throw it into our database. But you know, we also had you know IP connected devices that we would connect it to. So we, we would, you know, we'd have to connect to these things and then aggregate that data. So large data stores, <clears throat> incredibly, incredibly large and high frequency too. You know, you know, those patient monitors were coming in at, you know, 500 readings a second. So we're, you so know, high transact. Yeah. yeah so high transaction, everything. Mm-hmm. So with that being medical too, then obviously that's a highly regulated uh, field in terms of privacy and security and so forth. Did you have times when you were understandably and and happily proactive about things? And did you find regulations changing out from under you? I mean, what role or what active uh, participation did you guys take in saying, hey, data privacy, data security, this Mm -hmm. is a thing and we're going to go crazy making sure that it's a thing? I mean, how did, what was your posture position? How did you, how did you manage all that? That's a lot of data, by the way. Yeah, it's a lot of data. And, you know, I mean, you know, fortunately for some of these devices, they're, you know, they're they're, the the one thing you might have is, you know, a patient ID, you know, that sometimes that's put into a device and that's, that's what correlates the the patient with the data. Um, You know, we were able to um, anonymize that and strip that out and, and we could line up the data so that it had a, you know, a non-identifying tie to if you had, Four devices we could tie those together for this patient and it would essentially just be patient one or patient two it didn't it didn't really matter right. so you know, it wasn't it wasn't too complicated to to do that um but you know as far as the the you know security and regulatory and those things you know we did you know we had a we had a uh, we were an iso certified development shop which we invested a lot of time and, and money into the the product itself was was uh filed with the FDA as, you know, as a regulated medical device. And there's, there's different levels and things too sure. with, with all of that. Um, so we were on the, 
we weren't on the whatever there's certain classifications and we were on one of the lower ones with what we were doing. And, you know, a lot of it is how you kind of define what the product is doing too, with, right. with respect to how it needs to be classified and where that data is being used and what other, what other systems it may be feeding. Um, but, you know, it, it is a, it's not, it, it is a barrier entry to, you know, to, I guess other startups or, you know, because we were essentially a, call it a bootstrapped company. Um, we didn't have any investors or big investors behind us. And we built this platform from the ground up. So it's, it's quite a, you know, the, the time to do it, the time to put into, you know, a quality system, the time to put into regulatory filings and, you know, having the people that understand that on staff and then, you know, the time to actually, you know, file those things and wait, it, it's, it's hard to, to, you know, for a small company like we were to launch a product like that into, mm. you know, the healthcare medical market. Right. So do you find through your experience, um, the regulations, the barrier to entry, however we categorize or characterize the idea, did you find that the extra hoops or the extra work you needed to do to, you know, conform with or be able to be attested against the regulatory um, compliance, the expectations, did you find that that added uh, a definable amount of overhead or extra cost or complexity to your general operation, or was it something you just embedded and ate and it was an assumption? How did you manage that? You know, it was kind of built into the company. I mean, we we knew what the costs were, and we knew, you know, we knew what we paid for, you know, the, the, to to do that work. Um, but it, you know, so in our planning, you just know that you know this cost is going to exist and it's going to be there. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So you baked it in. Yeah. Part of, part of your DNA. Yeah. And, we, you know, um, the team did a really good job, too. I mean, our, our quality system was pretty straightforward, pretty agile. You know, we could we could get things done um, fast, but within within but also doing it the right way. Um, you know, a lot of our customers that we worked for were you know, these large Fortune 500 companies and uh we were able to operate much quicker than them with regards to those types of things. So I'll repeat back to you. You correct me if I've misstated things or misunderstood. It sounds like what you've said was the work that you did as a company, true process, as a team of people and the product and, and the output, the deliverable, if you will, bootstrapped. You had a lot of your own uh, professional experiences that gave you the expertise to walk in um, but to some extent, given the barrier to entry, the regulatory side of things, the fact that it's medical devices, and to your point, it's a disparate ecosystem in, in an emergency room or in a hospital in terms of multiple manufacturers, classes of devices, they do or do not have interoperability. They may or may not be sharing same decade technology in some cases, those so many amazing complexities. What advice would you give to uh, yourself if uh, there was uh, another person out there is thinking, I can do the next gen, I'm in, I want to go do this. I mean, how would you have coached you, but what would you say to the next version of you who wants to walk in and make a difference? Into kind of going through the same, going into the same field, same journey. What would, what would I say? Um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, you know, cause I, I, I I've asked myself, you know, would I want to go back into that field? Um, you know, and right after I was out of it, I was like, no way, I'm not going, I'm never going back there. <laughs> It'd be crazy to do that. 
I want to do something fun. Sure. <laughs> um, that's, you know, where you can, you can, you know, crank out software and revisions and not have all that overhead. And, and I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything differently than what we did. You know, we were very fortunate to build the product um, by reinvesting in the company. Um, so I, you know, if, if that was one, if that's one bit of advice I'd give to somebody else, I would say that was it. Um, when, when I, when the company was rolling up until we started the software and it was going well too, but you know, we had, we had some great profitable, very profitable company moving forward, but a lot of the money was put back into, back into the company and back, you know, into developing a quality system and into, you know, getting our ISO certification into developing the product a lot, all that money was pumped basically back into the business. Now, I, you know, you know, I could have taken that out and distributed amongst, you know, everybody, but we, we, we kept it in, you know, we kept it in the company, you know, for a reason. And it's cause I think we knew there was something bigger and better on the horizon. So that, I think that was a, that was a good move and just, live within your means and, and, and realize that, you know, when you have a company, you know, that's what's, you know, that's, that's what's providing and that's what's making things happen. So don't bleed it dry. Uh, don't, you know, you know, keep, keep money in the company. Sure. That makes sense. In such a short conversation, I'm of course positive that you've glossed over so many amazing growth details that you had along the journey that may make you smile or cry, depending upon how deep you have to go to think through them. And so I know you've talked about the high points and and some of the interesting things to me are that um, it sounds like the most important thing that you did was figure out how to take care of people. Yeah. Take care of people. Um, One of the key components was having, and I guess this is along the lines of having good people, but, you know, having a good financial understanding of where you're at in a business. Um, and I was very, very fortunate. I got to work with my brother for, for many years. He was, he was our uh, financial controller and CFO and, um, you know, really, really got, kept the, the company organized from a, you know, from, from invoicing and, and tax standpoint and, our interactions with the banks, you know, just all those things, all of our, you know, healthcare, just everything was very well done. And, and I, I've talked to other people, I've seen other people who, you know, sometimes in, in smaller companies, um, you know, that's kind of neglected or not paid attention to as well as it should be. Um, but, you know, from the beginning, you know, that one of the first people that I hired was my brother, and not just because he with my brother, <laughs> but because I knew, you know, I knew when he came in and helped me get organized when I started it and I saw what he could do. I was like, I gotta, I have to have him here. Cause I, number one, I hate doing that kind of stuff. And number two, I'm bad at it. So sure. that's a recipe for disaster. So being able to, 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 to understand where you're at, and have somebody watching the, the numbers and managing the books and doing all that work you know, allowed me to go out and, and do the things I like to do to facilitate the growth of the company rather than spending, you know, 15 hours a week, you know, trying to figure out how to do invoices. Mm, sure. Well, that's, that's good. I I'm assuming then that you had a great relationship with your brother and that's how you guys ended up working together. So that's pretty cool. You did get to work together. Yeah, we did. That's awesome. Yeah. And great, great relationship. And, you know, he's moved on. He's, he's, 
moved on to even some great opportunities now. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really nice experience because he was actually my younger brother who, you know, I moved, I was the oldest. So there was about eight years separating us. So when I was in those crazy teenage older years, you know, he was a little bit younger and I missed a little bit of, it was his life when I went to, went to college. So to see, to get, to join back up with them and work with them for so many years was really, was really rewarding. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as an entrepreneur, right, that is your journey. That is, if, uh, if it makes sense, that is your craft or one of your crafts. Something that you pursue is, it's not just I am an entrepreneur, but there's a series of things that I think about and study and do and explore and test and grow. And that's the act of or the acts of that idea. What types of things do you do that do you do you believe contributes to you becoming more or you becoming a better entrepreneur, a better leader, um, prepares you for whatever the next chapter is? I mean, where do you spend your time to become more on what? Yeah, I, I think the the one thing that kind of changed in my in my journey um, was just taking care of myself. Um, early on, um, you know, I really didn't, um, I wasn't, I mean, I was an active kid and I was active in high school and then you know, in college and starting to work. And, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't prioritize that as a part, as an important part of my life. I remember in, when I started traveling a lot, that started to take a, a quite a toll on my body, you know, just being on the road five days a week, four days a week, and then five and then three and then four and, and, you know, flying all over the country for years and years and years just took a toll on me. And, 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 you know, I felt like my energy was going down. I felt it was just, wasn't, you know, mentally acute as I should be. And, you know, I just made this decision one day um, that, you know, I'm going to change this and take care of myself and, and basically get in shape, not physically, but, it, but even just mentally. And that was the, and that's the one thing that has stuck with me, you know, even to this day where it's, you know, it's one of the things that I, I make, I make the time for, and I, you know, when, even when I don't want to do it, I do it and I force myself to do it. Um, just because I know, I know that's, what's going to make me happier, you know, give me more energy and, and, and keep me engaged. And the second thing I would say, you know, is, and this, this was really, this has been really hard during the pandemic. Um, but, you know, getting out there and, and talking to people and meeting them, you know, for instance, you know, having a conversation with you the first time we talked um, was really, was great. And I really enjoyed it um, because I, I genuinely have this interest in meeting new people and hearing their stories and, and, you know, no matter really who they are or what they're doing um, I just, you know, I find, I find, people's individual individual journeys and stories interesting and you know just learning from them and 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 trying to just edu- educate myself on the world around me um and and also just to keep you know to keep myself in check i feel that i feel like that's a big part of the journey is to just be self-aware of where i came from and you know, the opportunities i was you know i had the the and how fortunate I was to have, you know, the upbringing I did and the people around me and, and being thankful of that. And, and just going through life now, looking for opportunities to, 
pay that back or pay it forward. And, you know, if somebody wants to talk, you know, I, I remember, you know, when you start off in your, you know, in your late twenties and you're trying to start a business, you know, I mean, it's amazing the amount of doors that just get shut in your face, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe rightfully so. Cause I don't, <laughs> you don't, cause you don't know what you're doing. Sure. Um, but you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm not that kind of person, you know? I mean, you know, I'm busy and I'm, I'm, I'm in a different phase of my life, but I, I think it's, I think it's important to make time for, for people and to, to help people out with advice um, and just give them a little bit of your time or, you know, to make an introduction, whatever it is um, just to, you know, cause you know, everybody, you know, I, I was really fortunate to have that shot and to have that opportunity. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping someday that I can, you know, continue to do that to, for other people. Right on. That's awesome. So you've, you've offered up some, some great um, lessons that you have found along your journey as an entrepreneur, as a leader in particular, that other people can learn from. Do you have any parting thoughts for us? I think it's kind of just, you know, kind of pulling everything together and, you know, amplifying the, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, whatever it is. And it it doesn't even apply just to those, those people, but, um, you know, to, to stay curious and, you know, stay kind and, you know, just understand that everybody's coming from a different, you know, a different background and, and you know, and people have different experiences in their day-to-day lives and just try to be understanding and empathetic towards that. Um, I, I think when you kind of take that approach, it 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 lowers your stress level, and it it it, it lets you see the it lets you see the world, it lets you see your business, it lets you see the challenges a little bit more clearly, um, you know, and removes removes those those stressful those stressful things that happen every day that probably don't need to be as stressful as you perceive them to be <laughs> at that day. That's good. That circles back to, you know, keeping yourself in check includes meeting new people, hearing about their stories, and that gives you context for whatever lenses you're looking through at the time. That's a good call out. You've had a fun journey, and now you're thinking about something new. Now, obviously, we're not going to ask you to share all the details and all that type of thing, but it'll be exciting to watch and learn um, what sparks your interest and what's next for you. Yeah, I actually, you know, it was, I'm on the board of a nonprofit um, recreation ski area up in Northern Wisconsin, uh, Kalmanaka Winter Park. And, um, you know, I'm on a committee and we're working on some things and we're trying to organize, you know, some information and data and, and things that relate to the park. And, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting because, you know, there's, there's very little pressure doing it now as, comp- as, Back when I when I first started, um, you know, when I first went into business for myself, I, I'll never forget. My wife and I were expecting our first child, and uh, we just bought a house. We were living in an apartment in Milwaukee, and we bought a house. And I had a job out at some ele- electronics company out in uh, the west side of the city. And I came home and I said, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna quit my job and start a business." And you know, my wife looked at me and was like. Yeah, we'll be fine. Which, which is, and, and she's she's always been there for me. Always been the greatest supporter of any crazy idea that we've ever had together or I've ever had. So you know, it's it's different doing it now. Where you know, I you know, I have the, I'm fortunate to be able to to do this and and set it up and not not have it you know be the thing we're relying to you know 
buy diapers with <laughs> right, <laughs> or buy right, food. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's outstanding. Todd, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, to teach us about your journey, uh, to share some of your insights and, and some of the learning things uh, that I've, I take away from this is take care of the people on the team, stay humble, stay self-aware, take care of yourself. Those are some of the highlights for me that I know that I can directly apply to my own journey even this afternoon. I, this is great. I really enjoyed this. The Long Way Around the Barn is brought to you by Trility Consulting, where Matthew serves as the CEO and President. If you need to find a more simple, reliable path to achieve your desired outcomes, visit trility.io. To my listeners, thank you for staying with us. I hope you're able to take what you heard today and apply it in your context so that you're able to realize the predictable, repeatable outcomes you desire for you, your teams, company, and clients. Thank you.